Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Grayson Grunhafer, Sikkim365.com recruiting analyst, joins us as he does at this time every single Friday. And Grayson, um, you know... After the loss to Houston last week, uh, it it does feel like the last drops of optimism have been drained, and they're they're playing Kansas State this week, who is um, one of the best teams in the Big 12 and, you know, almost knocked Texas off the end. All that being said, um, even if Kansas State was kind of mediocre, the two things they do, do well are the two things that Baylor doesn't. Stop the run and run the ball, it's like the mirror image. So this one could get rough on Saturday, couldn't it? Yeah, it definitely could. And, and I think when you kind of look around the matchups that Baylor has had throughout the entire season, um, you know, this is kind of one that's a little bit different. Um, because when you looked at Utah early in the year, that's one that you could have said is somewhat comparable. Um but I think the dynamic playmakers and also the fact that Utah was rotating quarterbacks with one being unathletic and then one being athletic um, is a little bit different. Kansas State has two very athletic quarterbacks who are big and physical and can run the football extremely well. Um, so I'm curious about that. I'm curious how Baylor's able to kind of match up with that because in general this year, um, it hasn't been great stopping the run. And we even saw it last week where – Houston just decided they weren't even going to really give the ball to their running backs at all. They were just running Donovan Smith a ton. And while he wasn't extremely efficient, I mean, 20 carries for 66 yards, uh, it's not setting the world on fire, but it felt like every time he was carrying the football, it was in big high leverage situations to get a first down or to obviously score the game winning touchdown. So I'm curious, this is a totally different animal against Kansas state, but The other part I'm curious about is, you know, Baylor's had a lot of trouble with kind of these spread offenses who are throwing the ball all over the place. We saw it when they played Texas, uh, even saw it against Houston, um, UCF some as well. So I'm curious if K-State tries to attack it in that way or if they just run straight at Baylor, um, which I think is conventional wisdom, but I actually think that would help Baylor a little bit uh, if they're a little bit more obvious in their play calling. So, We'll see. I'm expecting Kansas State to put up somewhere in the 
mid to high 30s, um, which, you know, if you've watched Baylor this year, uh, it's very tough to see any possible way that Baylor's going to put up 30 points on the road in Manhattan. Yeah, it's tough. Grayson, how has this run affected recruiting as far as retaining who they want? Has it made them reevaluate also, like, who they need to be going after? Uh, I don't know if it's really reevaluated anything. I, I do think that, you know, they pretty much had the group of guys that they've been, you know, wanting to add to the class and wanting to uh, have signed, you know, in December. I mean, we're just barely over a month away um, from early signing day. And I do know, you know, some guys are still getting pursued by other schools. And, um, you know, if you kind of, that you know you might get a little nervous about some things uh, as you know I feel like fans should but I would also say that you know Baylor's done a really good job of you know really kind of I guess promoting what they're building um, when you look at the fact that they're playing so many young guys and they're giving so many guys opportunities and while it's been a struggle this year young guys are still getting chances to play early on that's really appealing uh, to recruit. Um, to be able to see a path towards playing time early in their career. And so I think Baylor right now doing a pretty good job of hanging on to some guys. I do know, you know, you've heard different things, whether it's about, you know, Bo taking pursued by Stanford or Alex Foster getting pursued by uh, Texas, Ole Miss, Mississippi State. Um, so there's some various things like that going on. But as of right now, Baylor's done a nice job of trying to keep that group together. We're also recruiting some other guys like Kwan Lacey, the running back out of Lancaster and, uh, also just evaluating guys. But in general, you know, the big thing for Baylor is, you know, going forward into this off season, yes, you want to have a good 2024 class. You you want to have good recruiting classes for freshmen, but they're really going to attack the transfer portal. And that, that's definitely going to be an area they're going to focus on. We actually just saw uh, really the first offer to a transfer portal guy uh, come out this literally yesterday, Keyshawn Blackstock out of Michigan State. Uh, he entered the transfer portal a little over a month ago, and Baylor offered him. Uh, Baylor's one of, like, 17 schools to offer. But I do think that's the area that they're really going to focus on uh, once this season is over. Grayson, I'm, I'm asking this next question with the assumption that Dave Aranda is back next year because I, at this point I do think that's what they're going to do. Uh, I know that there's going to be a tough sell to the fans on that because of you know how they've played particularly at home. Right now they're 1-6 and six, uh, and they haven't won a game against an FBS opponent since uh, over a year ago and all those things, but I, I, I just – I don't see it from Mac's perspective yet where he's ready to, to make that change. So that being said, do they recruit in not only high school, but the transfer portal differently, knowing that they're probably running a different scheme next year on offense? Yes. Yeah, so I guess to the first comment that you made, I, I'm in agreement. I, I do think that Dave Rand is going to get brought back um, for another season. Now, I will say that I do think if he's brought back, it is not a situation where, oh, everything's fine and dandy. Like, it, it's going to come with high expectations for next season. And it's going to require, you know, changes to be made from a philosophy standpoint, from a roster management standpoint, from a um, effort, you know, on the field standpoint, you know, seeing wins, seeing losses, you know, seeing the wins 
pile up essentially. You, you're going to have to win football games next year. Um, but I do think that you are on to something because I don't think you can go into next year and feel okay with just, hey, we're just going to run it back. And what that would tell me is that they're probably going to have to make some staff changes. I, I don't know specifically what those are going to be. I know a lot of people have been you know, speculating that we'll probably be on the offensive side. I could definitely see that. Um, I know that it, it seems like there's frustration there. And so if they do that, then yes, I do think that would require a potential scheme change. Um, the question is, you know, does it go to a, you know, full spread offense, uh, which they've kind of run a little bit towards the end of the year, ever since the Cincinnati game, they've, they've still run the wide zone, but there, there have been some more RPO type things that have happened, but if they go full into that, then yeah, they're going to recruit some guys that are a little bit different uh, on the offensive line. You're definitely probably going to look at wide receivers as well. Uh, even though you return Keytron Jackson and Monterey Baldwin and a few others, I still think you're probably going to want to add some depth there, especially if you're going to run more five wide sets. Um, but yeah, so, so I do think there would be a change there. And defensively, I mean, they have a lot of improvement to do there. And, and I don't know how you can solve that as far as I don't think you make a coaching change there, especially not a defense coordinator after bringing college back. But I do think that they're going to have to change up some things with how they're recruiting guys on that side of the ball because uh, frankly, it's been utterly disappointing how that side of the ball in particular has looked because of how much we know about Dave Aranda and how his defenses usually you know, do improve and usually do play well. Uh, he's going to have to get that group back on track regardless of who the defense coordinator is. Yeah, uh, that's that's absolutely true, uh, Grayson. And, and that, like I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised to see him spend maybe a little more time in the defensive room than he maybe is. Um, yeah. 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 Like, I could see that. But yeah, you know, like head coaches do it all differently. You know, like there's, there's head coaches that are offensive play callers and they like walk into the defensive room and go, Hey, and they're like, we're good. Okay. You know, like, or, or vice versa and all that. So there's no, there's no one way to do anything. Uh, so I, uh, but I do know that he's, he's a coach who's always tweaking everything that he does or looking at different ways to be more effective. So yeah, it wouldn't surprise me that like, I wouldn't say he's going to take over the defensive play calling, but as far as like game planning, I, I could see that more. Uh, and maybe he's doing that now. It just, they, right. Their problem on defense to me is not scheme. Their problem is, is, is the front. Yeah. And I think that speaks to kind of that area that I'm talking about when it comes to recruiting different types of players, because I think the way they've been recruiting and kind of the, the talent that they've looked at to fit their scheme, I don't think it's quite panned out the way that they were hoping that it would have. And so for that reason, I think you might need to change up some things as far as what do you think you need at linebacker? What do you think you need at safety? Um, what do you think you need on the defensive line? And I know they've had some injuries up front, but frankly, even when most of their guys have been healthy, it has not looked great. And there were high expectations for Gabe Hall and TJ Franklin, and they've had moments, but moments have been really a big part of their career. It hasn't been consistency. And when you're not consistent down by down, results like what we're seeing this year happen. So I do think some shifts there. And, you know, linebacker is the area where it, it's kind of been a little bit baffling for me um, because Dave Randa, you know, he's a guy who coaches linebackers extremely hard and has had a ton of production at that position. 
but my goodness, the last two years have just that that position is really struggling, and we've gotten to see some young guys play this year, and I have not seen the flashes that I was hoping for, and so for that reason, it's kind of like okay, you really need to revamp that position. You're going to lose Matt Jones, you're going to lose Mike Smith, who transferred in for one year. You know, what do you really have there? And you know, Star is kind of thrown into that group as well even though Carl Williams has shown some flashes, as says Corey Gordon, uh, but that group needs to mature also. Okay, Grayson, you mentioned earlier they're going to attack the transfer portal. They're also, and this is, this is the case for everybody, but more so for teams that are struggling and have players that are talented that other people would want. And the pitch is not only the NIL, but like, hey, you won't have to struggle here. Um, how much defense do they have to play on the transfer portal as well? Yeah, you know, and that's a reason to bring back Dave Randa. And I know a lot of people will argue that and say, oh, you know, coaches or uh, players love when new coaches come in. It's like a new energy and all this stuff. But let's be real. Anytime there is a huge coaching change, most times that does lead to guys leaving, especially really good players who are going to be pursued by a lot of big programs. Um, so keeping Dave Aranda, I think, helps solidify that, especially as we've seen, you know, since Aranda's been at Baylor, he's done a great job at not losing guys that they don't want to lose and guys that he's able to keep, right? Because there are specific situations where they could not keep guys, right? And then there's situations where it's like, hey, we need different guys to be starting for us. We're going to go ahead and, you know, let you leave or maybe, you know, a bad locker room guy or something along those lines. Dave Randa's done a great job of that, and so has this entire staff. So you would think that if he does, you know, if he's able to come back, that he would have something prepared for those guys. And as we know, you know, the the culture and the way the players like being at Baylor is definitely special. Um, and obviously the NIL part of that's going to come into play as well, which Baylor has been, you know, getting better and better at uh, over the last year or so. So, you know, they're definitely going to have to play defense. There are some guys that I, I believe – should and probably will be wanted by many. But I also think it's one of those things where, you know, some of those guys got a chance to play as true freshmen. And so I think it's just kind of building on that. And the school that gave them that opportunity was Baylor. The coach that gave them that opportunity was Dave Aranda. And I think that's also a big part of any decision that would be made on that end as well. Grayson Grudet for Sigum365.com. Grayson, thanks a lot. Talk to you next week.